A very good evening to you and welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027. I'm Richard Koch and every Sunday at this time from 6 to 9 we talk to someone who is a person of note and we listen to music of their choice. My guest in tonight's program is Robert Brooks who is the founder and CEO of Miyagi and the Miyagi Orchestra and he will tell us about this and also he uh, was the creator of the Morris Isaacson Center for Music. Welcome, Robert. Thank you. Good evening. Very nice to have you on the program. You were on this program some years ago, but a lot has happened since then. Yes, yes, yes. Um, indeed. And one of the things you're going to be telling us about is a tour that the Miyagi Orchestra is making to, I think, six countries in Europe. What, what's that all about? Yes. You know, the Miyagi or Miyagi Orchestra has been going for the beginnings, humble beginnings, were in 2003 with um, Michael Masotti, Lori Vapana. We supported initiatives in the townships and um, started a little orchestra with those township kids. And it slowly grew into the becoming the Miyagi Orchestra. So 2009, we did our first tour to Germany and we've done three since. So this is our fifth excursion. So this is all, um, uh, you know, slowly but surely the Miyagi Orchestra um, made a name for itself in Europe. So we were invited back to prominent festivals, concert halls, concert series, and we were told, look, we know it's going to be Nelson, Nelson Mandela centenary. Can we present the Miyagi Orchestra as a Nelson Mandela celebration? I said, yes, it fits. So um, these Concerts will be in six countries. We start off with rehearsals in a place called Schlitz, which is in the province of Hessen, north of Frankfurt. And then we have our opening concert at the Elbphilharmonie, which is a new big hall in Hamburg, you know, the hall. And it's wonderful. And we'll do a world premiere there of a piece specially written for the Nelson Mandela Centenary called Rainbow Beats by Duncan Ward. Duncan was also the conductor for the tour, and he's a remarkable young man, only 27 years of age, and he's been the assistant to Sir Simon Rattle the last five years. Now he's making an own career. And then we go off to um, Brussels, Palais Beaux-Arts, and then we off to north of Italy to the Mahler Festival, um, Toblach, that's where the Mahler hut is, where Mahler composed. And from there we come back to Germany, to Ludwigsburg, and to um, a place called... Um, um, Fidach after that um, in Austria. It's the um, Corinthian summer. And then back to Germany and then we go to Verbier Festival. Five days in residence as a, as a youth orchestra and doing all sorts of programs. Yeah. Now here is the Miyagi Youth Orchestra. I notice you say Miyagi. Miyagi Youth Orchestra under Christian Mutspiel. This is the famous Afternoon of a Fawn by Claude Debussy. That was the Miyagi Youth Orchestra under Christian Mutspiel playing The Afternoon of a Fawn by Claude Debussy. And that was recorded live, I see, at the Ludwigsberger Schloss Festspiele. Right. That was on a previous tour. Yes, that was in 2012. Yeah. And, and you're going back to Ludwigsburg. Going back to Ludwigsburg. We'll be yeah. there now for the third time. Are these all festivals that you're playing at? Yes, yes. Yeah. It's the summer festivals, the summer festival, summer festival season. season yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And and how is this all being funded? Because I mean, six weeks in Europe is quite a long time. Yes. Well, that's my 
My. Flights, hotels. It's huge. Yes. Yeah. Well, we come a long way since 2009. 2009, it was funded by the Department of Arts and Culture by Paolo Jordan. And uh, he recognized uh, the orchestra and all the projects that we were doing um, linked to the orchestra. And this time it's a mixture because in the meantime we, we have earned like a commercial value. All these festivals make a financial contribution. We remain a youth orchestra, so it's not huge fees, so we need to get additional funding. In this, ca in this instance for this year, the German government fits the bill for the international flights, which is huge. We need to do a concert for them on the 2nd of August. Um, that would be their celebration for 100 years Nelson Mandela. Mercedes um, sponsored the buses and the overland transport. And we have several other sponsors. Uh, government has also come on board, Department of Arts and Culture, and also the Department of International Relations and Cooperation. So it's a joint-funded um, um, entity. Well, it sounds wonderful. Mm. And uh, who are all the people who are going? Are they from all around the country? Yes. We've built, uh, look, um, there's, there are such talented youth in South Africa. And they all have their musical homes, whether it's in Cape Town or Port Elizabeth or Bloemfontein and all of these, like, like Pochabella strings. Um, so it's a, an array of youngsters that's been in the Miyagi Orchestra over these years, um, and also alumni that are already in Europe. Um, and then we've auditioned, and there's some very young ones, 14, 15, 16. And um, it's a very, very honest representation of the demographics of South Africa. And is Duncan Ward coming here to prepare them, or will it all happen in Europe? No, this year we could not bring the orchestra together. We had really lack of funding. So we did regional sectionals everywhere we organized. You know, here and there we flew people around. So we have, uh, for that purpose of rehearsals, we are meeting for about eight to nine days in Germany before we play the Elbphilomenie concert, and then we'll meet Duncan there. But he's conducted the orchestra before he knows us. And here comes the orchestra again. This is the Miyagi Youth Orchestra with Daniel Hope. And listeners will know that, well, whenever Daniel Hope appears on my programs, I say the Durban-born Daniel Hope, although he's an international violinist, now he was born in Durban. This is a romance for violin and orchestra by Dvorak, again conducted by Christian Mutspiel. That was the Romance in B minor for violin and orchestra by Antonin Dvorak, played by Daniel Hope with the Miyagi Youth Orchestra under Christian Mutspiel, and that again was recorded live at the Ludwigsberger Schloss Festspiel, where you were performing in, which year was that? 2012. 2012. Yeah. So <coughs> do you try to do something, well, obviously not every year, but mm. every other year maybe? Yes, well, that was the form. I mean, we do auditions. Every, uh, that was the, the format. Every two years auditions, and then we choose about 110 to 120 youngsters. And when they make the Miyagi Youth Orchestra, they are nurtured. There are no costs. There's no cost. We find the funding. And we also look at instruments, changing instruments, and where, where there is a gap in their making, like n not regular lessons, we try and fund that. So, and then we have one course um, in the first year, and then the second year another course, and then we would go on a tour. But now this pattern has been broken to lack of, lack of funding for that matter. But, I mean, even so, to, to get all the people around South Africa to prepare for this tour, it's, it's quite something, I must say. Mm. 
So, and do you, where is this all organized from? Is it from your center in no. Soweto? No, we have an office. We've always had an office at the State Theatre in Pretoria. And I have a staff. Some of them have been 10 to 12 years with me, with Miyagi. And um, then uh, we also have a touring operator that's linked to the German National Youth Orchestra. So we use their infrastructure in Germany. We have a long-term partnership. Then, um, by the way, they're touring South Africa next year. Um, so, and what, what uh, is that? The German, the German National, National Youth, youth Orchestra. Orchestra. Yes, yes. But uh, funny enough, there, there are several youth orchestras coming here this year. Yeah. No, because uh, of the centenary. The centenary. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's quite. Yeah, so it it a, almost feels though as though Mandela's centenary is being celebrated more outside the country than inside. You are so right. Yeah. Isn't you that are weird? So, it's very weird. Yeah. We. Um, I, I. Well, we must talk about that. We should. We yeah. should actually. Yeah. yeah. But here comes now something called the New School Orchestra. This is also one of your projects. Let's listen to it. This piece is called Ava Kudorda. Brandon Phillips is conducting the composer Ilka Alexander. Well, that's obviously another project of yours, the New School Orchestra. The piece was called Ava Kudorda by Ilka Alexander and the conductor Brandon Phillips. That's right. So what um, is the New School Orchestra? The new, you said it's written school. It's not a, it's yes. not a typo. Because, SK. Yes, it's the school, the Afrikaans school. No, it's um, it's a group that w- formed itself because if we have our, our courses, you know, there's just all nationalities coming together and this is also the lots of social cohesion. And a young man called Tepo Tsotetsi, extremely talented. He grew up in Benoni, um, went to the... Um, army bands and um, church bands and landed at Tuckies, so as a saxophonist, but also clarinet player, so very talented. So we have what we call the Quella Evenings, where you just improvise and you place things that you created yourself, so very, very, very creative evening. And we just saw this chap, and he created this new school movement, which is an orchestra, it's a sextet, it's smaller ensembles, it's workshops, and um, it's his own creative idea, but we gave him a platform. And he also composes. I mean, like Ilka Alexander, from the previous piece, uh, she was always a f- she's a flautist in our orchestra. You know her. Yes. And um, she's also a composer. So in the orchestra, there's uh, there's a huge creative um, um, stream of 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 youngsters. And um, obviously, I always say that um, they grow up in an area in, in, in a situation where they're not conditioned. Their father and mother didn't know who Heifetz was and say, you're going to be the next Heifetz. It's just a phenomenon that you take to these, to these instruments in a very free and um, open way. So very interesting. And Teppo is such a composer. It's amazing. And m- most of these people are still based here or some of them made careers overseas now? Um, I think Ilke is on and off in, 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 in Los Angeles. Uh, um, but she's still in Johannesburg. She's, she also has a little education project here in Bramfontein. But uh, Tepo's still here, but they go overseas and perform. It's also something that um, came through the Miyagi tours. That there was They made links. Yes, there were, yeah. there's, there's, there's traffic. Yeah. And in fact, there are South Africans everywhere now. Yes. Wherever you Indeed. go. Yeah. Yeah. Singers, instrumentalists, oh, yeah. composers, yeah. they're all yeah. over the place. Which yeah. is great for us. Yeah, because almost wherever you go now, you'll yeah. find a South African somewhere. Yeah, we need to we need to step away from the isolation, and yeah. 
Now, here's also the new school orchestra, again under Brandon Phillips, playing a piece called Celebration by Anders Paulsen. That was one of the movements from the Celebration Suite by Anders Paulsen. It was called Celebration, and that was the new school orchestra, which is part of the Miyagi program, because I'm talking to the founder and CEO of Miyagi, or Miyagi, Robert Brooks. Tell us about Anders Paulsen. Yeah, um, <clears throat> we always have uh, guests for working with the orchestra, but very, very, very classy people with a lot of experience. Like um, some of our tutors over the years, we had this um, relationship with the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra where their um, um, pensioners, so-called retired people, come and teach. So Anders is not a pensioner. He's a young, fantastic um, soprano saxophonist and also composer. So he's classical and jazz. So we commissioned him to write a piece in 2014, and he called it the Celebration Suite and found material. It's five pieces, about 20 20, 22 minutes, and um, we toured with that in 2014, and we played it elsewhere, and it's being played elsewhere, the compositions, and I would like to offer this to you. It's a fantastic five pieces that are so South African, and so, especially in this year, you know, the, with the celebration of um, Mandiba. Well, and particularly with the, the title of the next movement, which is called Reconciliation. That's from A Celebration Suite by Anders Paulsen. That movement was called Reconciliation, and it was played by the New School Orchestra, which is a project of Miyagi, and conducted by Brandon Phillips. And let's just talk about Brandon Phillips for a moment, because has he been involved with your project for some time? Yes, Brandon played. When he was younger, he played as a, as a bassoon player. And um, then he helped us with our courses. In the first course, he directed the um, Woodwinds, 2008. And then he started conducting. So um, he was on a European tour with us in 2014. And he's really done well with his conducting. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. There's uh, more. There's more. There's more space <laughs> for yes. him to Yeah. And, to do and he's uh, sort of con conductor in residence now for the Cape Philharmonic yeah. Orchestra. Yeah, yeah. And obviously he's been on tour with you, mm. Um, mm. and he's been on tour to Russia, I know, yeah. Um, yeah. conducting there. So he really is beginning to make a name for himself as a no, young No, that's for clear. I mean, there, there's, for instance, um, as a result of this, he's been asked to conduct the German National Youth Orchestra next year in Bonn and in Berlin. So so that is uh, quite something he will, yeah. he will, that's a gateway for him. And I remember the last concert of our tour was also on um, Mandela Day um, at the Concertgebouw in Amsterdam in 2014. And it was a packed, packed hall. And he did so well. He conducted the celebration suite, other uh, Gododa. And then we also did the Shostakovich um, um, Suite for Variety Orchestra, the famous jazz suite. And that was the last concert of nine concerts, and I wish we could have filmed that. I wish we could have recorded it, because it was really so fantastic. Now, you mentioned earlier Tsepo Tsotetsi, and mm -hmm. because the, the, you said that the new school orchestra really started with him. Yes. So we're going to hear him now. Uh, is this the orchestra playing in Bira? Yes. Here it comes. This is Tsepo Tsotetsi. He's the composer or workshopper and the conductor. That was a piece called Mbira by Tsepo Tsotetsi and directed by him as well. So one of the 
things that you're doing, and we need to keep this brief because we're just about coming up to 7 o'clock, is encouraging these young people to take a leadership role like Tsepo, Brandon, Ilka, and so on. They, mm. They're all taking leadership roles. Yes, no, definitely. I mean, also within our organization now, for instance, for this tour, we, we only at Miyagi, we're a permanent staff of four. <laughs> and, then, and, and then an accountant. And then we, we um, dish out duties to the senior people in the orchestra that have been with us for all these years. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. My guest is Robert Brooks, the founder and CEO of Miyagi. And welcome back to the second hour of People of Note. As I said just before the break, my guest is Robert Brooks, who's the founder and CEO of Miyagi and also the uh, founder and creator of the Morris Isaacson Center for Music. But, Robert, I'm just going to pick up on something we said a mm. little earlier, and that is that there are a lot of um, celebrations of Mandela outside of South Africa, and I think more than inside South Africa. Why do you think that is? I think, you know, uh, there's a lot of disruption in South Africa at the moment. Uh, the whole stress is on political power. Um, Nelson Mandela <coughs> also has... Um, is recognized obviously is Madiba and I'm but there's a certain fraction of people that are very critical of his role and we tend to think different I mean the world out there the story of Mandela will never dry up I mean you have in Italy you've got kids named Nelson and Madiba and in streets and there's this recognition I think this year now is the time that the world needs his wisdom and his ideology and his message. And this is slurped up um, because we also of the disruption within world politics, within world power. So that is why, <coughs> I mean, governments also recognize it. And here and there, politicians use it. So, yes, you're right. And um, uh, we have to be in, we have to reflect, self-reflect on this issue. I mean, the Nelson Mandela Foundation, we've partnered with them. Obviously, we're not shooting off and say, here we come, Yagi's representing Nelson Mandela, working very close with them, closely with them. And um, they have a lot of projects outside of the country. And here in South Africa, too, here and there. We will be um, attempting a concert in September before we go on our next little trip. And that will be around the 20th, 21st of, of, of um, September. And where is that trip going to? Going to to New York. Yeah, there's still a lot of that is in cooperation with um, two governmental departments. It's uh, Department of Arts and Culture, Department of International Relations and Cooperation, and um, things are um, complicated and many many decisions. And then it also is linked to the United Nations. So we still have a lot of ironing to do. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know why it is, but whenever you deal with that sort of level. Decisions are hard to make for some reason. Mm, that's true. It's really odd. That is very odd. Uh, also, I notice in um, corporate com companies the same thing, especially in South Africa, because there's such a lot of procurement these days and people not wanting to take a responsibility of putting the signature where they shouldn't or, you know, it's, it's very possible. Yeah. Your next piece, perhaps appropriately, because we were talking about Madiba, Flowers and Rainbows. This is also by Tsepo Tsotetsi. Flowers and Rainbows, the new school orchestra, a project of Miyagi, 
with Tsepo Tsotetsi. He's the composer and conductor. So you've got this year uh, a six-week tour to Germany and then a further trip to New York. Uh, I know that you're going to do a concert here at some stage. Uh, Do you do concerts around South Africa or is it just this overseas tour that occupies Mm. you most of the time? No, I mean, to do concerts in South Africa is more difficult. (laughs) That's a strange thing. Strange thing, because it does take a lot of logistics and money to get people together. Because it's an orchestra, it's not like you book your orchestra in Joburg. They come from everywhere. And um, I think there was a method now that we see that we could actually do sectional rehearsals all around the country, and it works. We've created a virtual orchestra, we call it, on a closed um, Facebook group. And people are practicing on that Facebook. So it's like establishing an orchestra. And, um, yeah, we, we, we normally do a concert at the end of our course. And that we do at the Linde. And um, we did go to the Wurtfies in 2015. We were invited there. We, we, we played. So, yeah. But now I've mentioned a couple of times the Morris Isaacson Center for Music. So just tell us a bit about that, because that's another of your projects. Yes. Um, in 2007, I met a fantastic man, uh, Mendel Kaplan, a uh, well-known philanthropist, and he was building a multi-purpose hall on the premises of the Morris Isaacson High School. And I went to him for completely different reasons, and he told me about it. So I told him, why don't you just add a wing? Because what is missing in Soweto infrastructure and one could do music lessons there, and they can do in the multipurpose or sports and whatever. And he found it a good idea and then met with his architect, Monty Sack, late Monty, they were both late, unfortunately. And we spoke, and Monty said, look, if you build a wing, you can just as well put a little shack, you know, before in front of us all. And there transpired this beautiful, beautiful music center. I don't know if you've been there. No, I haven't. Yes, it's a lovely hall, seats 320 beautiful infrastructure and very aesthetically built. It, it is like a little oasis and with 11 studios, classrooms, and we've been going since 2012. I mean, we were, it's co- it was called the Cape Gate, which is the company of Mendel Kaplan, Miyagi Center for Music. So now the center is getting independent, um, and that was always the idea that you create something that belongs to the community and then it can be run from there. Yeah. Anders Paulson is your next choice of music. Robert Brooks is my guest. Amakawe, this is called. Again, the new school orchestra. That was a piece by Anders Paulson called Amakawe, the new school orchestra conducted by Brandon Phillips. Now, all these projects that you're running, you also had a career yourself as a singer. You were born in... Somewhere in Natal, I yes, think. Yes, Luneburg, was it? No, or, no, 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 no. I'm born in a place called Washbank. Wasbank. Wasbank near Dundee. So um, I grew up that area in Dundee, went to school there. My mother was um, Irish, Irish, and my father um, he was like Afrikaans, but from Irish descendants way, way back. And then you had a career as a singer. Yes, I, I had the opportunity to leave the country um, in 78. I won a, um, a scholarship for the Salzburg Mozarteum summer courses. 
and I was supposed to go there for two weeks and I stayed and I was away for 23 years. I actually never came back. I started this project and just got into more trouble and it took time. So it's 18 years ago <laughs> that I started Miyagi. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yes, no, I did. I did. I then um, still sing and actually with my uh, 62 years, I find my voice in its, is in its prime, although I don't um, perform such a lot anymore. But um, I, um, I did have a career, and um, yeah, it's I'm, I'm about music. And here you come singing Das Fische Mädchen. This is from Schwanengesang by Franz Schubert. That was my guest in People of Note, Robert Brooks, singing Das Fische Mädchen by Franz Schubert. Yes, this was um recording that was done in 2016. This was a co-project with uh, Viennese um, architect and um, painter, sculptor, Rolf Verdigier, painted so these songs, the, the content of the songs, according to the poem by Heine and then according to the composition. So two paintings, and that was for an exhibition in Vienna. So this was accompanied by Gisela de Villiers, whom you know, and... Um, we, uh, Schubert has a very special meaning to me. It's, uh, it's always been my great love, and I've sung all these Schubert song cycles. Um, just at the last Wordfest, we did Die Winterreise, and um, very, very close to my heart. So is that what you were doing for your 23 years in Vienna? Singing? No, no. singing, yes. yes. No, not only in Vienna. I, I, I was, um, when I was studying in Salzburg, I was also studying in Barcelona, so... So I was commuting, you know, um, and uh, then moved to Vienna and uh, won the Musikverein Prize, the singing prize. That's every seven years, and I won it in '85. And then from there, my career took off. It was an international competition, and um, so I always had an address in Vienna. But I stayed all around Europe and stayed in Italy, and, you know, and around Switzerland. But but singing. The leader and concerts rather than opera, or were you in opera as well? Yes, no, I, I, I wasn't Robert Brooks the opera singer, but I was Robert Brooks that sang opera, and my love light with oratorio, with symphonic works, and uh, my voice was in a way, uh, I mean, towards uh, in a certain stage of it all, I moved to early Wagner roles, Wagnerian roles. So, um, and I did a lot of the in-between parts, like Pelas et Melisande and uh, Handel operas and uh, Monteverdi. So, but but my huge affinity lies for, for for chamber music, and I was very active in that. And here comes another song by Schubert, Die, Der Doppelgänger, Du Bleicher Geselle. This again is my guest, Robert Brooks. A song by Franz Schubert, Der Doppelgänger with my guest Robert Brooks singing there. Do you still look actively for opportunities to sing, or do you, uh, do you spend too much time organizing now? Yeah. No, <coughs> I don't spend time actively. I must say I'm not in the big business anymore. I would love to sing, sing certain things in some beautiful halls and with a very good orchestra. And maybe that will come again now, because um, um, we'll see. But you see, if you've been in a career for a long time, you have your friends. And you have your colleagues that you found. And, uh, you know, I can say, listen, I would come, I have time, shall we do something? And then something would transpire. But I do sing a lot. I mean, I always have a song in my mind. I mean, it's always a song in my head. And um, 
my partner um, Gisela de Villiers, uh, we do a lot together. We do um, fun stuff from Winterreise to cabaret to Afrikaans songs. <laughs> but obviously, and you had some heroes in your time, singing wise. Mm, yes. And maybe this is one of them coming up now, Fritz Wunderlich. Yes, uh, who's who's uh, a tenor, not doesn't have Wunderlich as his hero. No, definitely, he was a fantastic artist. Um, um, just never, never met, not even today, and in his in his capacity. And he's singing Mozart, Il mio tesoro from Don Giovanni. Well, they were certainly enjoying that. That was Fritz Wunderlich, singing Il mio tesoro from Don Giovanni by Mozart, the orchestra of the Vienna State Opera under Herbert von Karajan. The choice of Robert Brooks, who's my guest in People of Note. Now, I seem to remember. In the old days, when Classic FM was in Bramfontein, and we've now moved to Melrose Arch, that there was a poster on the wall of Maxim Vengerov. Did you bring him here for something? Yes, yes. Because I see he's coming up now. What did you bring him for? Well, Maxim, I got to know him um, through through meeting him at festivals where I perform and he performed, and he was at that stage. He was very much into um, supporting UNICEF. So he was UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador. They called him Special Envoy for Music and not Special Convoy for Music, as the posters expressed. <laughs> um, and uh, I asked him to come to South Africa to promote music as they call it a social tool. So um, he came he, was a, he came in 2003 and he played some recital in Cape in Pretoria at uh, UNISA. It was a fantastic event. And then he went around and, and interacted with young people. And I also arranged significant meetings for him to support our cause of music education for children. And he always went into this meeting saying, you know, you've got to support music because music is a great investment. And that's where Miyagi came from. Music oh, is a great okay, investment. there you are. It's by his words. And um, so he's our patron. We will be meeting him at, at the Verbier Festival and also probably do something with him because he's a special artist there. Uh, it's also one of the stations on our tour. Verbier is uh, celebrating 25 years. And they're inviting all the who's who from the world and performing all on one night. It's a three-hour concert. Maxim will be in that program. And the orchestra. The orchestra will not perform <laughs> in th at that concert, but we will be performing uh, outside in the entrance hall when the people come in. So we have a presence there. But the you concert. are also doing a concert there. We are. Yes, we are. We are. We doing at Sale Col. It's the it's the school hall um, on the twenty third of July. We're doing not a full program, but quite a substantial. And then a lot of smaller um, interactions and. Our youngsters are also going to, because there are 300 young people um, in different formations, which we are part of, at Verbier during that festival. And we will have to do workshops on South African classical music, <laughs> which is very much the new school product, you know, yeah. which, is a, which is a cross-pollination. And here is Maxim Vengerov playing the slow movement of the Bruch Violin Concerto. That was the violinist Maxim Vengerov playing the slow movement of the Violin Concerto Number no. 1 by Max Bruch, and he was performing with the Gewandhaus Orchestra of Leipzig under Kurt Mazur. And just by the way, I will be in that very Gewandhaus in October of this year 
when the Symphony Choir of Johannesburg will be singing the War Requiem there, along with the Dresden Zing Academy and the another of the youth orchestras from Germany, from Saxony. We'll be mm. doing concerts in Dresden and in Leipzig. And then the whole lot of them are coming here. So I'm beginning to learn Amazing. what moving these big groups of people yes. is. Yes. So it is, how many are you taking with you? How many young people? Um, the orchestra is 89, exactly 89. It's quite a job moving them all around. Yes, yes. They yes. Are. Yesterday we had to do the visas. It's always more complicated. And we made it. that Everybody will get their visa. So, um, so it's... Uh, yeah, it, it's it's big, but we we've, we've done it now. This is now the fifth trip, and we we it's the same staff, and you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Hopefully, because eighty nine is just an odd number. Because buses seat what fifty five or sixty or something. Yeah, we've got two forty nine seaters, <laughs> and yeah, we have yeah, because then you have to allow for instruments, of course, cellos, tubas, yeah. trombones, all yeah. these things. No, we have an instrument. Um, car, you know, and a a truck, and then there's a little carrier also. But it's quite a logistic sort of nightmare. Yes, things can go terribly wrong, but it's all the planning, and that's something where you don't save. Now, we've got a a very good um, organizer in Germany called Backlight, and we've been working with them since 2012. So they they are very good. They know us, and, and you know it it, it works. And yeah. And Fantastic. also also our relationship with the German National Youth Orchestra. But also, I guess um, uh, you know, travel agents like that are used to moving large groups around, so they know their business. Yeah. No, they they don't. They tour with orchestras. That's their business. Next, we have Maxim Vengerov playing again with Itamar Golan. This is Tamborin Chinois by Fritz Kreisler. Maxim Vengerov with Itamar Golan playing Tamboran Chinois by Fritz Kreisler. And there he was in a rather more uh, outgoing vein. And I think that's true of the next artist you've chosen also, which is Sergei Nakaryakov. Now, was he also brought here by you? Yes. Yes, yes I seem to remember that. I see, yeah. I've seen these posters all around. I don't know what's happened to them now. Yeah. They used to hang on the walls at Classic yeah. FM. No, it was always a collaboration with Classic FM. Yeah. You know, we, I remember we had one evening with Fazil Sai. Um, yeah, I was at that concert, I remember. Yeah, and yeah. where um, um, you arranged a special event at the Saxon. And Fazil was there unplugged, just playing on the old piano there at the Saxon and playing his own compositions. So uh, that was a wonderful evening. Lots of people still talking about yeah. that night. I, I heard him in the City Hall also, where he <coughs> played, I think he played Black Earth or one yeah, of his pieces, yeah. No, and, and the Mozart, um, yeah. 42. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember his plucking the strings of the piano yeah, inside. I think right. that was the piece called Black Earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Fascinating piece. Yeah. Actually, I often th- wonder about Fazil Sai and all the changes that have taken place in Turkey mm. because I should think he was quite an outspoken person. Hey, and I wondered whether he survived that sort of crackdown mm. on liberal minds. Mm. The moment he can't go to Turkey. Oh, so he didn't survive that. He did. Survive. Yeah. Oh, no. But he's outside that of Turkey. He's outside. He was very, very outspoken. Yeah, and, he was. Um, supported by the world press, obviously. He's a very fine man. Yeah. He's very unconventional. I mean, he plays his music. It's probably the slowest m- moon sh- moonlight s- um, sonata. sonata. And um, he's a very, very, very exceptional man. Yeah. 
He was out here, yeah. No, it's funny. I've often wondered whether he would be allowed back into Turkey if no. he was outside. He's outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. We, we talked, you talked earlier about sort of the the turbulence in European and Middle Eastern politics earlier. And it is extraordinary. So I hope that the uh, your Miyagi Youth Orchestra will take a message of peace and reconciliation. Is there a sort of vision and mission behind it? Yes, it's nothing that you dream up. It's you initiate it, and it takes its own route. And um, if you set the platform for people to interact in a in a in a in a healthier way, then it's amazing what happens. Yeah, and these actually South African young people are quite articulate about these things. Yes. So I guess they do. They say what they have to say. Yes, I mean if you follow our Facebook group and what what goes on there and. Look, um, you can't underestimate this wonderful group of young people that uh, they represent all the layers of, of, our, of our nation. And it's not your conventional orchestra that plays in, in tux or in black suits or in black clothes. It's uh, they in jeans, converse, and we have the most beautiful Nelson Mandela shirts cut for them. So it's going to in nine different colors. So it's going to be going to look great. Fantastic. Yes. Well, we mentioned Sergei Nakaryakov. Here he comes playing the flugelhorn with the St. Paul Chamber Orchestra. This is the Agnus Dei from the Mass in B minor by Bach. That was Sergei Nakaryakov playing the flugelhorn with the St. Paul Chamber Orchestra. And that was the Agnus Dei from the Mass in B minor uh, by Johann Sebastian Bach. And Sergei Nakaryakov was one of the people that was brought out here by Miyagi as part of their educational program, and he traveled around the country. And I'm talking to the founder and CEO of Miyagi, Robert Brooks. It's just about 8 o'clock. We're going to take a short break. That was a traditional Irish song, When Irish Eyes Are Smiling, sung by my guest in People of Note, Robert Brooks, and accompanied by Ingrid Hedlund. Yes, Ingrid Hedlund um, established, she was also co-founder of Miyagi and still works for us. She's our creative director and does all content and help me with proposals and we just sort of keep Miyagi alive together. And she lives here? or No, in, she lives in, in, Sweden, in Sweden, and but she comes to South Africa often. You know, yeah. she's Is she Swedish? She's Finnish. 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 Sw Swedish-speaking Finn. Finn. Yes. Rather than, it <laughs> 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 sounds funny, but it's sort of a Swede who's finished. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, so th what about the longer-term future? Now, you've got your music center in Soweto, which is sort of moving on its own now. Mm. You've got Miyagi, and obviously this is a big year for you with mm -hmm. the centenary of Mandela. Uh, have you got longer-term plans too? I hope that um, the orchestra, it seems as if there's an interest in this orchestra. They've very, a bunch of very special young musicians does their own brand of music and also mainstream, that they would get more active in a commercial way in Europe, because that would spell out why music is a great investment, because people need to, I mean, music's a great investment for many, many reasons, um, but um, there should be work opportunities for the youngsters. And in South Africa alone, it's very difficult, and we know why. I mean, it's just a different situation. Yeah. So the long-term plan is to develop, um, go more into 
to utilizing just what you've trained and that these people can be launched. And then obviously the young kiddies that um, we have the center in Soweto, but we also support other, other um, initiatives all around the country with all sorts of things. There's, for instance, in the Cape, there's an organization called Muzo Kids, and it's a wonderful initiative with the Suzuki method. And we've just found funding for them now, which is a... Uh, is that in Cape Town itself? Or it's in Cape yeah. Town, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm. And have you got plans to bring any other people to South Africa? I'm thinking of Duncan Ward. Any chance that he's coming to conduct here? Um, yeah, we would, we would do something at, at some point. Um, that's also, again, another thing that one could do because one has so many contacts and people that you can utilize and would like to come to South Africa. And this is something that we could really try and do together because you've got a lot of possibilities. I don't th talk of money now, but infrastructure. <laughs> I <laughs> wish, I <laughs> wish. <laughs> but if you do something, it creates support, you know, so yeah. we, should, we, should, we should look at that. And here is uh, Sergei Nakaryakov again, the person that you brought out some years ago playing a trumpet concerto by Hofmeister. That was the Württemberg Chamber Orchestra under Jörg Ferber, and the soloist was Sergei Nakaryakov playing a trumpet concerto, or part of it, by Anton Hofmeister. And then several times you've mentioned Michael Massote, and he was one of the people who got the Soweto String Quartet up and running. Mm. He was a string player himself, and, of course, his son, Kutluano, works here at, yeah, at Classic yeah. 1027. He worked for Miyagi at some point. There you go. And I see here coming is the Soweto String Quartet um, with the International Festival Orchestra. Was that also one of your projects? Yes, it was in 2002. It was our second festival, and we had Soweto String Quartet. I, I grouped an orchestra of young South Africans and international people. Uh, youngsters, and uh, we did the wonderful project with Madosini, La Totsim Faleni. You know, this is what we do: these intercultural, cultural dialogue compositions. And so we had a string quartet, and um, their their producer at that point took the chance and says, "I'm going to use the orchestra and produce a CD." And we were involved in that, and this is why I'm playing it. And also, something that we did was a CD with Ladies of Black Mambazo, which was called it's called No Boundaries and it was nominated in 2005 for a Grammy. Didn't get it. So we've done all of these collaborations, and this was a especially, especially nice collaboration with wonderful chaps. And the music is by Ravel, arranged by Bruce Cassidy, Pavan for a Dead Princess, the Soweto String Quartet with the International Festival Orchestra. That was music by Maurice Ravel, arranged by Bruce Cassidy, Pavan for a Dead Princess, the Soweto String Quartet working with the International Festival Orchestra, the choice of Robert Brooks, the founder and CEO of Miyagi, who's my guest in People of Note tonight. And you mentioned there Ladysmith Black Mombasa. You did a project with them. I also remember coming to the City Hall and hearing, was it a group of penny whistle players or a penny whistle player that you had working mm. with the orchestra? I remember that. Yeah, it was a, it was a group of penny whistle. We we very experimental. Sometimes it works and sometimes it's terrible. This was <laughs> this was a borderline. Uh, it was a penny whistle group called Quella Tepsa, and they're all in the Lerole family. The Lerole family, big voice Jake's Lerole. I remember the first festival. I um, Jake's was presenting his music. 
But he also improvised with some of the wind players from the English Chamber Orchestra, and that was a phenomenal thing because they played Bach and he just played along with two penny whistles, polyphonics. <laughs> so it's amazing. And um, so his son, um, who's big voice Jake's Leroy Jr., Sibo Cecil, he teaches at the center because we expelled um, the recorder. We teach penny whistle, and we've worked out a, cu- a curriculum for penny whistle. So penny whistle is an important thing in our midst. Good. Mm. Well, this is actually Ladysmith Black Mombasa now, and it's called King of Kings. The wonderful Ladysmith Black Mombasa performing King of Kings. So over the years, you've really worked with quite a wide range of South African musicians, Ladysmith mm. Black Mombazo, Penny Whistle players, Tsepo Tsotetsi, and of course all the young players in your orchestra. But also you've you've had interactions with international performers like Sergei Nakaryakov and Maxim Vengerov. So it's been quite a journey one way and another, a, a journey for you also. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Because, uh, you know, when you start something, you you have this wonderful strength not knowing that you don't know. And it can be terrible, but it can also work in your favor. And I think a lot of the things we did was just being led by what is in front of you and then seeing the opportunities. And uh, yes, it's been a journey. It's, it's I never dreamt. First of all, I never dreamt that I would come back to South Africa. Well, I was going to ask you also, what, what brought you back here? I, I tend to say that I never came back. Um, you know, during my... Um, career, I was uh, very often invited to these closed, like small, smaller festivals with Andra Schiff, with Gidon Kramer. And that was my idea initially, to have something in South Africa of that nature and invite all of these so-called pals and people. But coming back to South Africa, I, have been, I was away for 23 years. And it was the time where the orchestras were closed by Dr. Ben Gubane for obvious reasons. And um, uh, you know, I came in and I was also just blue-eyed about things. You were one of my first encounters, remember? We went to Soweto together. Yeah, I remember. You took me to Soweto the first time, to um, a Mzilikazi Kumalo concert. Yeah. So, um, you know, recognizing the potential and, and, and just starting doing it, but mainly solving a problem that you had. And it was from one difficulty into the next, into the next. So I just stood up to that what needed to be done and 18 years later but you do live your life alongside so I still have my flat in Vienna and and, and I, it's, it's sort of my main residence and I, I go there and but I also live in South Africa so I, I guess I live in my head <laughs> but it has been quite a journey and an, an interesting journey for you yes Richard it has been it has been really um, because a normal day for me is 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 working with huge a huge um, different different kind of people from destitute children to parents in Soweto to ministers to to captains of industry and then the international relations we have which is a huge network and it's it's it's, it's very 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 um, exciting but it's very difficult. I won't say this was just a little nice stroll at all. But here's something to calm us all down. It's the famous aria from the Goldberg Variations by Johann Sebastian Bach, played by that extraordinary master, Glenn Gould. That's the beautiful aria from the Goldberg Variations by Johann Sebastian Bach. So fantastic. Isn't it? Glenn Gould is one of of my biggest, biggest... um, 
um, people that I admire and, and um, it meant a lot just just musically and put me at peace. I have it in my car. If my car is not well, it was stolen and everything was gone, but um, I, I do listen to him a lot and, and read his books. Very very interesting. But I love that piece also because it was commissioned for someone who suffered from a lack of sleep and he commissioned these pieces from Bach to be played to him every night as he went to sleep and there there was a perfect one to send someone yeah. well to go to sleep too yeah just such a beautiful piece uh, and Glenn Gould on the other side he 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 lived at night and slept during the day yeah it's a it's really amazing. It's this um, funny story about Len Gould driving in his Lincoln, in his big coat with his hat, talking to his mother uh, of his car telephone, have a score on the steering wheel and conducting and singing. He used to do that. And uh, he was stopped by a, um, um, uh, uh, a traffic officer and he says, Sir, do you realize you've just skipped three red um, um, traffic lights? And Glenn Gould says, Yes, officer, but I often stop at the green traffic light. <laughs> <laughs> well, you yeah. see, it takes all sorts. Yeah. And someone else that you mentioned, Andras Schiff, here is he playing also uh, Bach, the Italian concerto. Andras Schiff playing the third movement, the presto from the Italian concerto in F major by Johann Sebastian Bach. Now, I also remember seeing your next choice is Menuhin. Uh, many years ago, he came out here, um, and they set up a, a, a sort of instrument bank, I seem to remember. He brought instruments mm. out here. Uh, that was sponsored by MTN, I think. His and visit. Uh, Audi. And Audi. Audi bought the instruments. I do remember his coming out here because mm. there was a function which I was at. And in fact, in my office, I've got a picture <coughs> of him and me because he was tiny I didn't mm. realize he was yes. so tiny and yes. I was standing on one side of him and the MTN guy Bob Chafee I think was standing on the other so there was this little man in the middle and the yeah. two of us towering <laughs> on either side of him yeah. that was also an amazing there's been lots of initiatives over the years yes yes yes, yes. I mean I included um, Andra Schiff and, and Menuhin because of my special relation to these people also um, with Andras we, we we did a lot together um, him accompanying me and was part of his festival where they did, um, you know, composers like put Haydn and Debussy together, and Haydn and Czech composers and so on. Very interesting things. And Menuhin, I, I sang under him as a conductor. And they are huge, huge, huge spirits. But you are right about these initiatives that started. I think that one slightly disappeared very yeah, soon. I haven't heard much. Something yeah. happened with the instruments. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, there have been a lot of initiatives to mm. help music along. And why is it, do you think, that music is so important? It's, a, it's absolutely something mm. that brings people together. Yeah. But maybe you've got your own views on that. <coughs> yes. I mean, obviously, there are the, obviously the intrinsic part of music, that it's for the spirit, for the soul. It can put you asleep. It has that effect. But if we look in a country like um, we have to give everything thing we have to give it a, sp a special value and our name music's a great investment i mean studies worldwide have proven early music education for children is a very very valuable enhancing for in factor. yeah for individual development yes definitely but also i think it's got a broader social aspect too sure no yeah. definitely i mean we say music is a great investment because you invest in human capacity human capacity is 
sustainability. Sustainability is economic growth. But also in a country like South Africa where we work, we have to work on social cohesion. And if you don't unite, you cannot be prosperous. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, impossible. So music is one of those tools. Mm. One cannot um, give a 10-point plan of how not to be a racist. But you can join in something bigger than the human-conditioned mind. And if you do that a lot together, it starts molding and people will really, really re react better to each other. That's an old recording of Yehudi Menuhin playing the Mendelssohn Violin Concerto, and you can hear from the, the quality of that that it's an old recording, too. Mm, yes. It's amazing how many years he was around. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there are photographs of him as a boy with Edward Elgar. Mm. You know, that like goes back to, like, I can't think, previous centuries. Yeah. Yeah. Quite amazing. Yeah, because he lived to a ripe old age, did Menuhin. I remember he had to leave us... Uh, he was conducting here, and he had to go home because his mother had died aged about 100, I think. Yes, so true. he flew home for that. Yeah. Now, who were some of the influences on you? I see Elizabeth Schwarzkopf. Was she mm -hmm. something of an influence on you? Oh, yes. She was um, one of my main teachers and learned a lot about the aesthetics of singing. And at that stage when I got to her, my instrument was in griff, as they say in German. I could sing and what, and well, I just learned a lot, of, a lot about the attitude, um, working through the main song cycles with her arias, and she herself, just a wonderful singer. And here she is, singing Beim Schlafen Gehen by Richard Strauss. The beautiful voice of Elisabeth Schwarzkopf, singing one of the four last songs by Richard Strauss, Beim Schlafen Gehen, the Philharmonia Orchestra under Herbert von Karajan. And then something a bit more upbeat next, which is Scent of a Woman. Just tell us about that. Yes, Scent of a Woman, Carlos Gardel. This is my, one of my heroes. Um, my career I did perform in Buenos Aires and strolled to the tango bars. And um, at that stage, I had a Spanish girlfriend. And she was totally in love with Carlos Gardel, like all you Spanish-speaking people. And she says, you damn, I will marry you once you can sing like Carlos Gardel. <laughs> so I started practicing, and I sing a lot of these tangos, yeah. That was the tango, Por Una Cabeza, from Scent of a Woman by Carlos Gardel, Itzhak Perlman with the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. And I see, uh, Robert, Robert Brooks is my guest in People of Note, that your final choice is that famous recording of Jussi Björling and Robert Merrill singing the Pearl Fishers duet. Is this something you've done in your lifetime, too? No. No? It was never my role. No. no. But it is a beautiful duet, and they mm. w this is a very famous recording. This is with Robert Merrill. Yeah. No, it's UC. UC is for me absolute the tops of singing. And um, that's why I included him. Yeah. It's really everything comes together emotion, uh, you know, just a flamboyance and a sincerity. Well, and I guess that's what you've needed with your career here, too, in the last 18 years um, flamboyance, sincerity. Hard work, mm. mainly, yeah. I would think. Yeah, perseverance. It is, it's a tough mm. business, this, uh, yeah. of making music in South Africa. Yes. And, and mm. you've made a, a big difference in many people's lives, so thank you for that. And let's listen to Yussi Bjorling and Robert Merrill now as they sing the famous Pearl Fishers duet. The famous Pearl Fishers duet by Georges Bizet. 
UC Bjorling and Robert Merrill were performing there with the RCA Victor Symphony Orchestra under Renato Cellini. And that was the final choice of Robert Brooks, who's been my guest in People of Note. He's the founder and CEO of Miyagi, and also the uh, founder and originator of the Morris Isaacson Center for Music in Soweto. And they're off on tour uh, later this year, and I hope you have a fantastic tour. Mm. We, from our side at Classic 1027, wish you all the best, and we hope that you have a successful tour as they celebrate the centenary of Nelson Horlichlachler Mandela. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, and thank you for everything that you are doing for music in this country. It's a thank great you. pleasure, and thanks to Classic 1027, where we can talk about it. Thanks to Pete for helping us put it all together. And, of course, thank you at home for listening. I'll be back with Full Works every weekday evening from 8 to 11. So until tomorrow, from all of us here, we wish you a very good night.